You're listening to a news story on the audio version of The Taiyi. Thanks for listening. The Taiyi is a nonprofit newsroom that is funded by our audience. So, if you appreciate this article and you'd like to help us do more, head on over to support.thetaiyi.ca and become a Taiyi builder. You choose the amount to give, and you can cancel any time. A Performer Battles the Anti-Drag Tide By Sydney Loeb, August 17, 2023 Another The Sachet Café show is getting started at Victoria's Café Fantastico. Attendees can buy colorful slips of paper called drag dollars at the ticket table, each worth a dollar and sanitized for performers' safety. The room is filled with warm amber light as audience members find their seats. The show begins and drag performers, dressed in everything from a fuzzy pink bear costume to strapping young newsy gear, take turns lip-syncing their ways through the crowd, circulating from table to table, collecting drag dollars from the outstretched hands of audience members. At one table, a couple of young girls in sparkly dresses sip orange soda, accompanied by their parents, squealing each time a performer comes near. There are other family groups in the room, some young adults and a senior couple. Do you think this will make a good color for the skirt? An older woman asks her partner at one point, holding up a swatch of green yarn. He nods and she returns to her knitting. Hurrying through the crowd comes Sloane Chomakwich, wearing a big smile and a denim jacket, weaving gracefully between tables, collecting any extra drag dollars performers missed and picking up abandoned costume pieces. Chomakwich, who belongs to the Collective Brick and Lavender Productions, formerly for the love of drag, is the organizing force behind this all-ages drag show held monthly at Café Fantastico in Victoria. The performers are volunteers for the show, which all are welcome to attend. Since its debut in 2018, Sachet Café has quickly become known as an ideal event for young performers to make their drag debuts in because of its friendly, accepting atmosphere. But on June 15, 2022, Café Fantastico received a call from a man who threatened to shoot up that weekend show. Chomakwich was tempted to go on with the show, despite the threat, as a demonstration of resistance and resilience, but for the safety of both the performers and the showgoers, they cancelled it. As Chomakwich retells the story, a sullenness settles over them. They couldn't risk the threat of real violence, for the sake of a brave face, they explain. Promoting drag, Chomakwich says, is a labor of love. It creates a space that was missing for themselves when they were growing up. But the hateful phone call, promising violence, marked a change in how they see their mission. Along with joyful celebration, now came the burden of fighting for basic respect and safety. I want to press charges if possible. This person threatened to shoot children. Chomakwich wrote in an email to the Victoria Police Department at the time of the incident. According to Chomakwich, the police later tracked the caller's phone number, identifying him as a man who has allegedly made threats like this to other businesses and organizations in the past. But, as far as Chomakwich knows, police interest in the case ended with a statement issued by the VPD expressing that hate has no place in Victoria. Police added they hoped for the safe return of the event in the future. Cops don't keep us safe, we keep us safe. The police response to the incident was disappointing, Chomakwich says, 
but based on the LGBTQ2S plus community's history with law enforcement, it was typical. They tell me this over peppermint tea on a bustling afternoon at Café Fantastico, having arrived, as promised by text, sporting a red buffalo plaid jacket. Chomakwich is commenting publicly for the first time on the police response since the incident took place nearly a year ago. It's been a saying in the queer community for a very long time. Cops don't keep us safe, we keep us safe. The police probably can't do much, but the community can do the work, they say. CST Marcus Anastasiadis, public information and communications officer with the Saanich Police, said police don't lay charges in BC. The decision is up to Crown prosecutors. The police suggested seeking a protection order, he said. Chomakwich considers that an absurd response. Why expect an individual who is brazen enough to threaten gun violence to adhere to a restraining order? Before the shooting threat, Café Fantastico had also received anonymous calls from somebody accusing the Sachet Café showrunners of being groomers. The caller threatened to come to the café, stand outside, and film the show. It's just people lip-syncing to pop songs, Chomakwich says. We're like, there's windows all around, film us. But then who's the creep for filming a bunch of underaged kids without their consent? So why did Chomakwich remain quiet about their displeasure with the police for all these months, and why are they speaking out now? Because sharing their story could help bolster community support, the value of which, at this crucial point in time, overshadows the potential risk of public visibility. Drag Panic Culture war politics waged by the right are driving the danger. Drag, an art form centered around expression, exploration, and joy, has been framed as dangerous and inappropriate by its critics, leading to threats of violence and hate toward the drag and LGBTQ2S plus communities. At the time of the threat phoned into Café Fantastico, reporters kept asking me for an interview, and I was like, no, Chomakwich says. They told themselves then, what if someone was reading this article and was like I hate drag queens too. And they know who to target. But now, the way Chomakwich calculates the safety equation had changed. In the current climate, it would be naive, they say, to imagine Victoria's drag scene as immune. More than 120 events featuring drag performers faced threats in the United States in 2022. But such danger is not limited to America, nor are accusations that drag performers are pedophiles and grooming children. Recently, there have been demonstrations of hate against drag performers outside of drag storytime events in Coquitlam and Kelowna. Drag is the Trojan horse for anti-LGBTQ+, and anti-trans laws they want to put in place. They always need a people to oppress, says Ace Mann, vice president of the Victoria Pride Society and organizer for the Society's Community Engagement Center. Critics of drag performance often rely on stereotypes, like the supposed sexual nature of drag performances, that aren't always accurate and are taken out of context, especially when it comes to events like drag story times, which are designed to be appropriate for young audiences. This kind of drag panic, according to Mann, falls under the larger phenomenological umbrella of moral panics. 
Mann, who has a background in neuroscience, says that fear-mongering is a useful tactic for those feeding into the drag panic, because it keeps people suspended in a heightened emotional state, which prevents them from logically interrogating their feelings about something new or foreign to them. By externalizing the issue of discrimination and hate and projecting it onto drag performance, Mann says, the logic of discrimination against LGBTQ2S people isn't being examined. Last June, after getting the first hateful phone calls directed at drag performers, Chomakwich posted the news on Instagram. Members of Victoria's LGBTQ2S community rallied behind them, offering to line the perimeter of the venue to keep the performers and audience members safe. That is, until the shooting threat was called in shortly after. Suddenly, the joyful ambience of the cafe pre-show was tainted by the threat of danger. Now, Chomakwich says, the drag and larger queer community must solidify a culture of resistance, learning how to protect themselves and support one another in the face of hate. The threat their show faced is not evidence of a new phenomenon, Chomakwich says, but rather, an iteration of the hate du jour the far right has, for decades, waged on the LGBTQ2S plus community. This hate is cyclical, Chomakwich says and it's recurring today in the form of drag panic. But, they say, the LGBTQ2S plus is resilient. We've dealt with it before, we'll deal with it now, they say. Community Care and Protection Victoria Drag King Kelly Legg, who runs Victoria Collective Statues and Lashes, explains the importance of creating spaces for young people to get involved with drag. She says that drag is a way of expressing our superhero selves, and that makes sense to kids. Young people really understand drag because it's creative ways to express the colorful, weird, and wonderful sides of ourselves, and kids get that, Leg says. The question, then, is, what is the solution to the hate from those who oppose the art of drag, especially in relation to children? Police do not prevent crimes, social systems do, Mann explains. An ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. According to them, community care is the best course of preventative action that can be taken in protecting the LGBTQ2S and drag communities from this influx of violence and hate. Community care includes mental health supports, spending time with the community, and making sure basic needs are being met, but most importantly, it means exactly what is indicated by the name, that the community cares about you. Community care means being there, even when, especially when, it's a difficult time to do so. In the face of a great evil, man says, the bravest thing you can do is show up. The thousands of folks in attendance at this year's Pride Parade in Victoria were a shimmering example of community care, according to Chomakwich. There had been rumors that protesters from Alberta were going to disrupt the parade, they explain. It never materialized. But, if it had, you know, there were 60,000 people there to support us. Ace explains that we've come to a point where, since law enforcement and the justice system are set up to react to crime, not prevent it, and the world is becoming increasingly dangerous for drag performers and LGBTQ2S folks, it's time for allies to act. I would love to see it not just be community care, but also be allies' care. I'd like to see people put action to their words, because love is a verb.
For Chomakwich, the answer to mounting harassment, online trolling and threats against queer people and the drag community in particular is simple, carry on. Chomakwich explains that they see themselves as a sort of screen for the youth in their collective, let the threats, the hate, the negativity all come through them, so the kids don't have to know what it's like to face that kind of radical opposition to their existence. For a lot of our community, for community leaders, that's what it's about. Building a better world for the younger generation, Chomakwich explains. That's the whole point of the work they do, promoting, and now defending, the drag community in Victoria, says Chomakwich. And that's why I will always fight. Thanks for stopping by the Taiyi today. Anytime you're in the mood to listen to important stories written well, we'll be here. And if you'd like to keep independent media going strong, head over to thetaiyi.ca and click on the Support Us button to pitch in. Finally, big, big thank you to all of our Taiyi builders who made this story possible.